This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is Royal Plessis, the finisher, who is on the line. Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Good morning. Good morning, Pretty Patrice. Good morning. Good morning, Eva. And could you pray for my day? Okay. Good morning, Yvonne. You said pray for your knee? Leg. Yeah. Okay, got it. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is where Princess is finishing, and I'm the greeter this morning. Anyone on the call? Good Who morning. was that? It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday to you too. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You you as well. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Tuesday to good. you. Good morning, Serena. How are you? Happy Tuesday. I'm doing well. What about you? I'm good. Blessed hey. and highly favored. Open my eyes this morning. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Grateful, grateful. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is where Press is the finisher, and I'm your creator this morning. Anyone to call right to say good morning? Good morning. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning, World Princess, the finisher. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, and you? I'm doing well. Praise God for that. Yes. Amen. Have an awesome day. You too. Have a great day. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Yes. Hi. Good morning. It's um, Mona. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mona. Good morning. Have a great day. Happy, Papa, you too, yeah. Have a good day. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning?
Good morning. Welcome to the Clare Victory. This is where Princess Ascension. I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else on the call ready to say good morning? Morning, good morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? I want to thank everyone for calling in this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Clare Breakthrough. This is where Princess to finish you. I'm the greeter this morning. Anyone on the call would like to say good morning? Good morning. Who was that? Denise Woodward. You said Denise? Yes, Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well as you. I'm doing good. Thank you. Thanks for calling in this morning. Have a great day. You too. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, family? Good morning. Good morning, Brother E. Have a great day. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is where press is the greeter. Anyone on the call like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Barbara Adelodi. God bless. Good morning, Barbara Adelodi. You have a great day. You too, sweetie. Thanks. Anyone else like to say good morning? We do really appreciate you, you all calling in this morning. I hope everyone have a great and awesome day. Anyone else like to say good morning? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Okay, it's time to move on to the next seminar of the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to reach your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Torina, a.k.a. Royal Princess of Finisher, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer calls and meet Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to stay with us for the rest of the month for the monthly theme entitled Open Heaven. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and heart shares that we brought to you for our wonderful and gifted declares. There are two announcements today. Please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor LaBelle Jones tonight right here on this call. 
from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. The prayer request submitted by the app, I have one from Kusanda. Please lift my friend Rick Jackson in prayer. He is having a triple bypass surgery tomorrow, but I believe it's today, Tuesday. Second um, is a, a spoken prayer request from Yvonne. Please pray for her leg. The order of the card is declaration will be by Moses. Praying and corporate praise will be by um, Pretty Patrice. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare. I repeat, declaration is by Moses. Praying and corporate praise, Pretty Patrice. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare Moses. The scripture for today is Hebrews 7:19. For the law made nothing perfect, and now a better hope has taken place. And this is how we draw near to God. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until the instructions to come off mute. I now pass the call over to Declare Moses. Have a blessed and wonderful day, everyone. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Warrior Princess. Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Warrior Princess. Thank you for for uh, welcoming us uh, welcoming us in this morning. Sorry, I don't know what's going on with me in October. I'm I'm stumbling over words a lot here, but I wanted to welcome everybody. I wanted to say thank you. Good morning. Thanks for calling in, checking out today. I know that I've been excited for this month when I first originally. When I first originally was was approached about speaking on Tuesdays this month, I had immediately felt in my heart to it just impress to be teaching and talking about, you know, uh, immediately when I knew that we were going to be talking about courts of heaven and and just you know subjects related to that this month, and and just supplemental, just kind of just messages that would add to that concept, I immediately felt in my heart to speak on a subject that, to be honest with you, I, I personally believe really divides and splits the church. And there's there's two camps, as there is on most things in the church. I wanted to, I'm going to get into that a little bit more, but the subject that I will be talking about on Tuesdays, I will be dissecting, we're going to be talking about some scriptural standpoints. Today, we're going to be talking about misunderstandings. We're going to be talking about what, uh, what you know the Bible actually means when we're talking about things such as generational curses, and that's what we're going to be talking on Tuesdays, and that's the information I'm going to be bringing forth in regards to this monthly theme of Course of Heaven. So today, don't think of today more of a a typical kind of message that I've brought in the past. Today's more of something like us kind of sitting down, talking, discussing, and just really putting some scriptural definitions to terminology that we've used in the church and that we see now in certain like subdivisions like this of, of something as course of heaven. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to go into the plan of what that's going to look like through the month. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to really approach this from a very, very practical standpoint. 
and from there we're going to uh, we're just going to kind of pick this apart and and that's what I want you to look at today more of this is more of us just sitting around the table and we're having a discussion about something so unfortunately today I will not be able to do uh, the love life and victory portion but I will ask that the hostess will close out after after prayer and worship and I'll I'll make a reminder of that again towards the towards the end of the, the message today. But the very first thing I want to do is I just want to get right into it. I want to pray and open us up, and then I'll kind of intro a little bit about what it's going to look like this month on this subject. Father, first and foremost, Lord, I know that you've created us to be a thinking church. Lord, I know that you have created us to be to to allow the knowledge and power that you've afforded us by dying on the cross to change the world around us and to change the world within us. I thank you, Lord, that we can discuss, we can disagree, we can move forward as iron sharpens iron. I thank you for that, Lord. I ask that you be present on this call today, that you bless the, the, just our hearts as we receive today. Open our minds, Lord, that as we are, are listening in today, as we're walking away from this, that we can just understand more of your character, your, your nature as we discuss this, Lord. I thank you. I ask that you guard our minds, our hearts, and our mouths as we share, as we receive today. I thank you, Lord, and I ask that you get all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So first, before I really start getting into it and kind of breaking down uh, this concept of generational curses, it's like a buzzword, you know, you hear it a lot. A lot of, a lot of people discuss it, especially when, when you're talking about the courts of heaven. And this is something that is is very, 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 very popular within that concept of Courts of Heaven. So what we're going to be doing is today, I wanted to have, uh, and it just so happens to work out, you know, with uh, I'm not able to do the, the Love Life Victory portion today. It actually works out because today is more of just like a primer. It's more of me explaining this concept and and talking about something that's really actually been on my heart about generational curses within the church for a long time. And then the mentality that that uh, that's partnered with that. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to just I'm just going to speak from my heart on this. I'm just going to talk from my heart on it. This is a, a message without lines or bullet points or anything like that. This is just going to be something I want to throw out there for you, especially because I know that this is a topic that is the the concept of a generational curse is not only very very misunderstood. I believe that it's misrepresented, and I know that it's very it has been very divisive in the church from what I've seen. So we're going to be talking about that today. I'm going to be giving a primer, explaining, just laying down, and just kind of editing definitions and just really giving a broader understanding of this for those that don't disagree with it, and then more of a specific definition for those folks who do actually use the terminology like generational curses. And we're going to find a common ground that I really want to, that's, that's really huge to me to walk away from that at least we can find the common ground because this is such a pivotal teaching for the concept of the courts of heaven. So next, next week, what I wanted to talk about is how we reverse some of these behaviors. And then on the 22nd, I want to be talking about how do we create a culture and a mindset moving forward from a place of generational bondage, from a place of, you know, what we're going to be talking about today. And ultimately, we're going to talk about the the, the legal terminology and aspect of this that's covered in the teachings uh, by Robert Henderson, by other uh, deliverance ministers and teachers on this subject. There's, there's 
dozens of resources and materials and books and you know articles online that you can find that are going to teach about this. And we're going to cover that on the 29th. We're going to talk about what what does this legal terminology mean? Old Testament versus New Testament. We're going to be diving into that stuff. So, you know, to kind of get into it flat out, just kind of like I was alluding to in, in my intro, there there it's a very divisive subject. You know, this is something that that a lot of the church is going to say, well, I don't I don't think that's biblical. I don't think that a generational curse is biblical. And there's a lot of the church that's going to say, well, you know, open your eyes. You know, this is all around. This is happening to people, father after son after grandson. You're seeing repeated behavior. So the very first thing I want to say is, you know, this is something I've observed, I've heard. And, and, and I think at the core of this subject, this is something I've always wanted to, you know, I've wanted to teach on this. And, you know, 40 minutes, you know, 30, 40 minutes, I think doesn't even do this enough justice. But the truth of it is, is a lot of our theology comes out of frustration. But we have to remember that we have entire denominations that are built around two different understandings of a common subject. We have entire denominations that are built around, um, well, I read it this way, or I believe that doesn't happen today, or I believe that does happen today. And and these are with all of under, under this umbrella of Jesus Christ died on a cross. Yes, okay, we all agree that. But these, this entire people group right here, I don't believe that that entire people group believes that, but we both believe Jesus died on a cross. What happens in this situation, in this circumstance now, moving forward from that, because if you can generalize, you know, certain sects of, of Christianity that way, what's going to happen after that? And, and you're, you're kind of going to see why I'm laying down this foundation of, you know, why I'm saying this. You're going to see that even after that, there's a lot of things that we're going to disagree with, even from whether you're Baptist, whether, whether you're more of a modern day, the old, kind of the more common movement you kind of see is more of a charismatic movement, more, more, uh, um, that's more of a modern, you know, it's the majority you can see, but then there's, there's certain disagreements with from that to Baptist, there's certain disagreements even from that from more of an Orthodox standpoint. And you're going to see, uh, even, you know, even other entire denomination, church denominations like LDS you know, all falling under umbrellas that, you know, believing Jesus died on a cross, but then there's just so many other differences, right? So the way that we're reading and interpreting the Bible, a lot of times is dictating what happens in our communities, okay? And what happens in our communities and what we approach in those belief systems is going to affect the way that we receive healing. It's going to affect that because if we don't believe that God does this or that the Holy Spirit does this, or that, that there's even a Holy Spirit doing these things, then we are going to approach healing different. We're going to approach community different. We're going to approach love different. We're going to approach a lot of concepts different. I, I know a lot of Christians in my life that I'm friends with, family members, and we have fundamental differences in understandings. And, and other family members that don't go to church think, oh, well, they're just all Christian. You know, they just all, they all just believe the same thing, right? And this is, this is why I bring this up. It doesn't mean that we don't engage certain things because of the way that we're interpreting it. We have to understand that there's a very real reality to our walk. There's a very real call for us to, to reach the world. There's a very real call for us to be the change and to be the reflection of God that this world needs to conform to. And we understand that. And we know that. And I think that there's a very, this is, and this is a subject I, I really feel can can get this is one of many subjects I think that can get to the heart of that 
But I think what it exposes is that there's a lot of frustration within the Christian community. And that's really what I want to talk about. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of theology that's born out of, I'm tired of hearing that buzzword in the church. So I'm going to go in and read a bunch of material that supports my frustration at that buzzword. And then I'm going to talk about that. And then I'm going to teach people. That. I'm going to, you know, that kind of happens a lot. And the one thing I notice, the one common thing I notice, I, you know, I'm friends with, as you could probably imagine, my entire friends list on any kind of social media is entirely almost, it's almost 80 to 90% Christian. So I see a lot of posts related to religion. And almost every post that I always see, and I always, this is always, I've always been so curious about this. And you know what? You might actually hear me say this. And you might say, you know what? Actually, I noticed that too. Pay attention to the posts that a Christian will make about theology, about, it's almost always, always attacking um, you know, a majority received concept and saying how actually that's not really common. Actually, that's not what the Bible is really saying. Actually, that's a, so a lot of it, and there's nothing wrong because like I said, you know, Iron Sharpens Iron was praying about that earlier, but it seems that everything within the Christian church today is frustrated at another people group within the Christian church that believe something or use buzzwords or say some, something like, you know, generational curses and actually it's this, actually it's that, actually it's this. And we're continually divisive on so many subjects within the church. And if everything we're doing is posting, is, is just tearing down what somebody else believes, the way somebody else reads the Bible, we don't need, we, it just looks like we're a group of people that can't even agree on anything. We just look like a group of people that are just waiting to argue something. We're just looking like a group of people that are just waiting for the next theological debate. And so I really wanted to lay this foundation down because generational curses are one of those concepts. And the concept of a generational curse is so foundational for this teaching that I personally believe is very important. Now, this is why I say all that. I say all that because whether or not I, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I personally, where I personally stand on this, whether or not you do or don't believe in that, it is absolutely pivotal to this teaching. And I knew that before I could even get into this concept later on in the month on the, like I was saying on the 15th and the 22nd, I knew that I needed to dedicate an entire day to us clarifying some definitions and us taking real practical approaches to words that we're using and things that we're saying and what they really mean, whether pastors that we've respected for 30 years are teaching on it, or there's somebody you're watching a YouTube video with 2 million views is teaching on it doesn't mean that we can have broken concepts, broken interpretations, and broken understandings of things. And this is something I wish I had a worldwide platform to discuss and talk about because I believe fundamentally what the word we use as a generational curse isn't actually the word that we're using. I, and I'm going to get into all this later, but I do actually believe that what we're talking about is more so generational bondage. And we're going to talk about that definition. Um, also, I, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I'm going to get into this more later on. Um, I, I see it. I've experienced it. There's things that occur from generation to generation. But we're going to talk about the verses that are kind of saying, oh, you know, this happens where God uh, visits the iniquity of, you know, the father to the third and fourth generations. And, you know, there's verses that are the opposite of it and says, well, why does Israel say I'm going to, you know, the, the parent eats the grape and, the, you know, the child's mouth sours with, you know, he's like, I'm surely you guys aren't going to you know, have this thing. We have all these verses and that seemingly might contradict one another, but what we're going to be talking about is the heart behind what really is happening 
with the terminology of a generational curse. And I first noticed this a while back because I taught in generate I've taught in generational curses before on Declare Victory. And the biggest thing that I noticed is that this was the first time in probably I want to say almost four years. I've been I've been I've been sharing in Declare Victory for almost four years now, I think coming up actually in, in three or four months. And it's been a while. I can't believe it's been that fast. I still remember my first message, but um, I have taught uh, uh, several times. Generational curses and probably tithing are the only two messages, <laughs> only two messages I've ever given. And and I bet we're talking at least some months, multiple you know messages. Those are the only two subjects that I, I had ever received people on two sides of of the fence with. You know, and, and I'm talking very, you know, freely and being very transparent about this message. This is the only thing I've ever observed that I've had two people completely two kind of responders. You know, there's someone who is like, oh, yeah. And then there's the other camp that's like, well, I don't know if I think that's scriptural. I don't know if I if I agree with that concept. And we're going to kind of get into, you know, we're going to get into why um, people believe certain parts of that and why they don't. But my, my main point of today, I don't want to lose you on all this because it can get it's very opinionated. Like I said, some things in the church are very divisive. Um, it, it seems every Christian wants to get into a theological battle nowadays. It's like any chance I can get to just tear down what somebody believes, it's like I'm going to tear it down. And sometimes I'm just like, man, is it really, if we're all attempting to be a greater representation of Christ, is it really, do we really need to go that hard on people? You know, it's like, yeah, but, you know, to, to each his own, that's, if that's what we do. But the, like I said, the main point I want to do is I want to redefine this. I want to make sure that we go forward this month in this teaching, understanding the heart of what's said. Because I do believe that the word that we use might not represent what's really being discussed. And because of that, I don't want people to miss out on something that's so good, that's so healing, that's so, I mean, it's so transformational. And this is something that has changed my life personally. And, and I, I do genuinely believe that I've seen fruit from this, that I've seen fruit in the people that I've discipled. I've seen fruit in my own life. And, and, and I wouldn't try to extract fruit out of something that, that is just truly dead. I'm just truly being honest that I really have seen this be transformational, uh, a transformational teaching in my life. Uh, Robert Henderson has taught at our church multiple times. Um, he's, he's friends with our, our head pastor. and and I've sat firsthand and, and heard these teachings. I, I have the book Courts of Heaven um, right now in my living room somewhere. Uh, I just saw it the other, uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, this is something we absolutely, absolutely have seen. But I wanted to make sure that we have a great foundational understanding of this as we walk forward because this is a new concept for a lot of people. This is a new teaching for a lot of people. And it's not new in the sense that there's any kind of new revelation. There's a new anything new to the character of Jesus, but this is um, a greater understanding of what's already been occurring to us thousands and thousands of years. And so I, I wanted I wanted you to just really be well equipped in understanding this. So the very first thing I'm going to get to with this is the fact that a lot of folks will not engage in this teaching because they don't believe that the concept of a generational curse is biblical. And what I want to say is that in some ways, I do agree with that. I do believe that that is not a biblical concept. However, what I believe that people are using the word generational curse as is not a biblical concept. What we're talking about in the courtrooms of heaven 
absolutely is something that is happening every day to people. But we're using the terminology of a generational curse. When I think what might be more appropriate, and this is more of a worldwide thing that, I, like I said, I wish I had the platform to share this, is I think we're just using maybe not a correct, the correct word. I think what we're trying to discuss here is generational bondage. Okay, because we know that Jesus Christ took upon every curse with him on the cross. And we know that that he's taken every, he, you know, we see that Adam, and this is in Genesis, right? And this is in Genesis 3. And I, I need to bring it up here real quick because, um, you know, when I was researching this over, like I said, I've taught on this before. And, you know, when I was, when I was researching this in, in previous times, you know, you see this happen in Genesis 3. And what happens is, um, you know, then the Lord said to the woman, um, you know, what have you done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. And, you know, from, from here after 3, you start to see with um, where, where God is outlining, out, you know, laying out what's going to happen now as a repercussion of this decision to all future generations. And this is really where you see, this is where it begins. This is, this is the very beginning of an actual generational curse. And, and this is, and I'll, you know, uh, so the Lord God said to the serpent, because you've done this, cursed are you above all livestock and every beast of the field on your belly will you go and dust will, you will eat all the days of your life. And I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Her, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So, um, and from, from that we see, uh, uh, and I will put enmity between you. Um, I'm sorry, I just lost my tongue. Um, I lost where I was at. Um, and to the woman, he said, this is, verse 16 is what I really wanted to pull from. To the woman, he said, I will sharply increase your pain in childbirth and pain you will bring forth children. Your desire, your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. And then he, in, in 17, he moves on to Adam and, and we, we, we will get to that later. But what I wanted to talk about with verse 16 is this is something you're clearly seeing today. This is something you're seeing happen to Christian women today. This is not because we know that with the old Adam, we were all generally condemned. We were all condemned to, the, to, these, to these curses, right? As God is announcing what happens as a byproduct of that decision and essentially laying out what will always happen as a byproduct of the decisions and choice of man, which comes with free will, right? So, and that's why Christian women will still encounter childbirth to this, child pain to this day during childbirth, right? And you, as someone who was just in a hospital in, in, the, in that department, I can tell you that's a very real thing still to this day for Christian women. Even though Christ accepted every curse on the cross, even though Christ was the new man, even though Christ was this new Adam and this new concept, right, where he accepts every single thing that was meant to come upon us, we see still that on the other side of that cross, Christians still have to walk into healing. On the other side of that cross, Christians still have to walk. We're all subject to that. Every single man and woman is still subject to what happens in verses 16 and 17. Okay, because we're not even, I'm not even going to go into Hezekiah and other, other leaders who have stood up and to, to repent for past generations, what they did, and they weren't getting breakthrough in something. Um, and they stand up and repent for a past generation. We're not going to even get into that stuff. I'm not going to get into anything Old Testament because one of the majority of things that happens in this with the Old Testament is people say, well, the context. 
the context of God saying the sin and the iniquity is going to happen upon the third and fourth generation. I'm not going to get into context between the Old Testament because one another big thing that's that's really important here is if you start getting into context about the Old Testament, then you got to read everything contextually. I mean, and if you're reading everything in the Old Testament contextually, can you even receive a blessing from the Old Testament? Because that was contextual to the Israelites. You know, we're talking about something here that is beyond what the terminology generational curses believed to say. We're talking about is bondage. We're not talking about, when you hear this term this month, we're not talking about a parent makes one decision and then a child has to pay for that. What we're talking about is a type of behavior that is getting passed from generation to generation to generation. That's what's happening. You know, you see that happen with a father sometimes where the son starts repeating the same behavior. And that's why I said sometimes when you get into what's going on there, you're looking at an actual curse where somebody is paying for the decision that somebody paid before them. And you're going to see examples of that all throughout the Bible, even in the New Testament where people are asking Jesus and they're saying, well, who, who sinned here? Was it the parent or did he sin? And Jesus is saying neither. But the point of that is in saying that even up until the time that Jesus was walking the earth, it was very common knowledge that people knew that someone would pay the price for something their parent did. They wouldn't even talk to Jesus about that or even include it if that wasn't something that wasn't relevant. You know, the way he responds obviously is is in a different direction with that because of what was really happening was to glorify God. But we have to understand that this is a concept that is absolutely prevalent throughout both Testaments. This is something we see happen all the time. Now, what's actually occurring is where there's the division, where I think it's very important for us to gather our understanding. In this Courts of Heaven teaching that we're talking about this month, we're talking about repetitive learned behavior that's being passed down from generation to generation that we're continuously partnering with, and we're allowing the enemy this access and this influence in our life based off the, based off the sole fundamental understanding that this behavior has been learned. This behavior has been repeated, and certain behavior is a vote in either direction. That's what I'm teaching from. In Genesis, we see Adam and he, Adam and Eve have a decision. We as humans have free will. You have the opportunity to turn left. You have the opportunity to turn right. And what happens as a consequence of that decision is what will happen continuously. We see that continuously in the Bible. We see that in our own lives. That's what we're discussing here. We're discussing the fact that the consequences of our decisions have an impact and a magnitude that sometimes lasts generationally. The things that we do, if, if a child is born in an abusive environment and continues that abuse into their life, it's the learned behavior that was continued into the next generation by observing. It's what happened as a byproduct of a previous generation making a specific decision. That's what we're talking about. That's what's going on. And so, you know, I wanted to clarify that today because what happens so many times is people say, well, you know, you, you know, the generational curse is just not biblical. It's not this. And, and we see that happening to where now someone's like, because it's not biblical, because I don't understand that. Or, you know, and I, I'm not saying I agree either way, but because I'm just saying the person who says that in their mind is going to be more closed off to kind of walking and healing from something that they might have learned from their parent because they already just had written it off. And so I wanted you to have an open mind going forward this month because what's happening, what we're going to be talking about on Tuesdays as it adds to the overall discussion of Courts of Heaven is that this is something that might be, the word being used to describe it might not be the best word. And that's essentially what I'm saying. 
So when I say the word generational curse this month, I want you to think about the things that we're doing that give the behaviors that we give that are that are giving the enemy just this kind of open access to continue to, and we're going to talk about this in week three, but the things that not only give the enemy continued access, but the things that we're doing that are keeping us in the mind state that perpetuates uh, the sin nature, that perpetuates sickness, that perpetuates the, the brokenness. You know, I talked about last month, the power of the mind and the prison of your mind. And what happens a lot of times is that we are mentally advocating for the direction of of brokenness and and just failure and hurt and you know just so many other things and mindsets because of the way we think um what happens in that is that when we think a specific way if we think within bondage if we think within the parameters of these things that hurt us that are not healthy for us not the way uh, god designed for us to ultimately live our life what we're doing is we're continuing to affect everybody around us and especially our generations because we're choosing to live that way. And what you will see, you know, happen is the repentance is in behavior. And we know that. We know that even from the original Hebrew definition for for repentance. And um you know the you know the the word that was often translated as repentance is teshuva and it's um, more accurately understood as turning back is the shuv, the root word. Uh, it's turning back to God. It's physically turning back. It's in our action turning back. The repentance is in our action. So we're going to be talking about that this month. How do we practically, practically change our behavior to break these generational bondages? So I wanted, I, I know it's kind of long-winded, and I wanted to just clarify that because I don't want anybody's heart to be closed up because I know this is something I, I encounter all the time. And if this is new to you that, that there's people in, within the church, in church that don't, then yeah, you know, it was obviously news to me at some point too, but I, I realized quickly that a lot of, a lot of folks didn't want to engage in that teaching because they didn't agree with it. So I wanted to just take time to just in a healthy way, just really differentiate what we're really talking about here. And because I, the reason why I think this is such a huge teaching is because you, you really truly have to just look around. You really have to see at some point that there are a lot of times where people have a learned repetitive behavior that they had from a father, from a grandfather. There were certain things that were said or, you know, there's even things we have now, oh, boys will be boys. And, and then you let something happen. And then that continues in the next generation. Or, you know, a son sees his father normalizing something and doing something continuously or berating his wife uh, verbally, and you know that son then eventually thinks that's an okay way to talk to his wife. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about repetitive learned behavior generationally that is continuing to stray further and further from the identity that Christ has for us. And I wanted to lay that definition down because I think it's it's just heartbreaking to me that um, a lot of people will will step away from specific teachings because it's like, well, that's not in the Bible. That's not this. That's that. But the truth of it is, is, you know, we, we do see this. This is very real. Like I said, you have to just open your eyes. This is something that is all around us. This very, very, this the study of this is, is epigenetic. And I, I taught on that last time I talked about generational curses, um, you know, air quotes, generational curses. But 
you know, um, as it's a very real thing that we're seeing and we're observing all around us every time. The decisions we make are so powerful and consequential that they can even affect our very DNA. That is huge. And there's people, there's scientists studying that right now. And this is something that's confirming scripture from thousands of years because we see that. And there's so many places in the Bible where we even see that our thinking has the power to affect the world outside us. That world within us has the ability to to affect the world um, outside of us. So we're going to be discussing that more this month. Like I said, today, I just wanted to be a primer. And I just wanted to sit down. I've never taught like this before. I've never actually discussed something. I know it sounds more like an opinion piece, but... You know, I wanted to just at least define some terminology so that going forward this month, we have a really firm basis of understanding. And, you know, I'll refer uh, folks back to, to today's playback as we as we go back on. But I want you to really, really listen from that place this month because it's really good stuff. It's stuff that's really going to bring people transformation, really bring, bring people uh, freedom, because I knew that there was a lot of things that I really needed to examine myself. There was a lot of things I needed to look inward on, and there was a lot of things I needed to just say, man, you know, I'm acting like my mom and that, or I'm acting like my dad and that. I'm, I'm doing it like this. It's just a very real real, you know, reality that some of us have repeated behavior because it's the only behavior we ever observed. So that's what we're really addressing this month. That's what we're really talking about. And that's what I believe this teaching really penetrates to the core of, is we're really penetrating to the core of repeated, learned, destructive toxic behavior that happens continuously and we see that in a lot of arenas now today in the ch just not only in the church but in the world and you see such a um such a strong response to a lot of perceived you know patriarchy maybe where where there's a there's a, a really really there's this ex what's happening is a lot of toxic behavior from men for thousands of years is being exposed now because we have the platforms we have strong, powerful women leaders now that we didn't have 300 years ago that we uh, in politics and pop culture and all these things where we can say, you know what, the way men have been interacting towards women has not been healthy, has not been okay. And what happens is in that we're able to, we're, we're able to grow from that. We're able to repent from that place. We're able to see, yeah, we are seeing that a problem is exposed, that the way that men treat women in the workplace, the way that men have been treating uh, women in the family, uh, these are things that have to be refined. These are things that have to be changed. These are things that going forward, we can't continue to do things the old way. We see this in race. We see this in so many different areas socially in the way we interact. And it's necessary for us to expose these things so we can then learn, what are we doing wrong? As people, what are we doing wrong? And how do we correct this? How do we fix this? And it's a lot of tough questions we have to ask ourselves. And, there, and there's a lot of things we say, oh, well, I went a long time thinking that was okay. And truthfully, it's not okay. But that's how we grow. That's how we become a greater, I believe, a greater reflection of Christ in asking those tough questions and searching deep down. So that's really the, the big heart of this month is asking ourselves those big questions, reaching down deep, really discovering. I, and honestly, I, am, I implore you, I actually encourage you, jump on, do your research, read up on this stuff, like go buy the book. Go out there and, and find out for yourself what, you know, read, read the verses I talked about, <laughs> read it. There's so many, and I have so many I didn't even get to, I didn't even get to today, but because there's so much information on this. But I really want you to hold that deep in your heart as we go forward that, that you know what, th there's things that we learn that we pick up 
from our parents, from other past generations that we just continue to do. We continue to stay down. And there's even thought processes that we pass down. You know, when you hear something like a generational curse of poverty or of lust, just remember that it's a parent normalizing something sometimes. Sometimes it's it's us believing, well, you know what, maybe I might not ever be able to have a savings account. Maybe I might not ever be able to have um you know, maybe I might not ever be able to buy a house. My, you know, my parents never bought a house. You know, I'm just saying just sometimes people will speak like that or, you know, this person never bought, you know, and my family, no one ever, you know, was this or that. And maybe I'll just never be that. And what happens is we then live our life in response to what our parents did. And we live our life in response to what maybe our grandparents never achieved or what our parents never achieved. And that's what we really want to break free out of. We want to break that ceiling in the smoke of saying that, yes, you can, you can go further, and God has greater in store for each one of us. And he sent his son to die on the cross for us to afford us opportunities for a more abundant life in so many different ways. So I, I definitely want to thank you for listening in today. I know it's definitely a different type of message, but you know what? As I was praying on this, I was like, you know what? I wanted to get straight into the teaching. You know, I have five days this month. I really wanted to, um, I really wanted to just get into it. I didn't get to get that much into the epigenetics and all the other different concepts. But this is something I definitely, I didn't want to neglect that the specific demographic that, that wasn't open to it. I wanted to have everybody at least on, on common ground for the most part moving forward because I, I respect what everybody, where everybody stands, to be honest with you. So I know it was a little bit different today. And um, I apologize if I lost you on that today, but I just really felt in my heart it was just necessary to honor people. I think it was just necessary to lift up and honor because each one of us has a different perspective. Each one of us has a different understanding, and that's okay. It's part of what makes us a beautiful body of Christ. We're not all arms. We're not all fingers. We're not all noses. You know, we're, we're all going to, we're gonna, it's billions of people reading the same text. We're, we're going to have some differences in the way we read it sometimes, and, and that's okay. We strive, we strive more and more to be like Christ. And, and we do it together and, and we lift each other up in that process. And that's what this community is about. That's what this month is about. And that's what we're going to move forward. We're going to lift up our future generations. And I believe that this month you're going to see changes in your family line. I believe this month you're going to see changes in your own life. I think you're going to approach these things differently from a mental capacity because I truly, genuinely believe that. So I want to thank everybody for listening in today. Um, like I said, I wanted to remind, I actually am not able to do a Love life. Of all days to not be able to do a love life and victory, I actually am not able to do that today. So our host will come on after prayer and worship and, and close us out uh, in prayer today. And if our, our host isn't able to, we'll have our uh, our prayer warrior will we'll close us out in that afterwards. But I want to thank you guys for listening. And like I said, we're going to be discussing this and other stuff in greater detail this month on Tuesdays. But I definitely encourage you to tune in every single other day. Dion's going to be going in on this on Mondays and Wednesdays and providing you so much great information and resources and material. And I know just a ton of amazing testimony, um, just complete, absolute powerhouse teachings. Um, so be on the lookout for those every day at 6 a.m., Monday through Saturday. Make sure you're calling in. And definitely I, what I would highly recommend this month, bring somebody in your family. Call, invite somebody in your family to call in, specifically your family. This is very huge with that, and especially if you can on Tuesdays, uh, because that's what we'll really be dis we'll really be discussing that. So I want to thank everybody. Thanks for being patient with me today. I know it's a little bit different style than what we normally do, but I really wanted to lay that foundation down. 
um, and just give you a greater insight into what the heart is behind this. So thank you, everybody. And uh, we're going to get started on that next Tuesday as I now pass the call. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We welcome you this morning. We thank you for waking us up this morning, God. We thank you for the breath of life, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for the activity of our limbs, oh God, for us being in our right mind, oh God, with our mind stayed on you. We thank you, oh God, for us being delivered, healed, and set free, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for our declarer Moses on this morning, God. Thank you for your word on this morning, God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you, oh God, that our eyes are opened, oh God, that we are new creatures in Christ, oh God. You are not an author of confusion, oh God. And for that, we say thank you. We thank you for deliverance, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you that by your stripes that we are already healed, oh God. You said it in your word, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. So we pray for Rick Jackson on this morning, God, as getting ready to have a triple bypass surgery, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you go before him and set the stage, oh God, for the healing that is going to set forth in his body, in his mind, and in his Spirit, oh God, cover him with your blood, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for every doctor that is going to touch him, every anesthesiologist, oh God, that will have anything to do with his surgery, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We are the righteousness of God. I pray for Yvonne and her leg, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. She is your daughter, and she's asking for prayer on this morning. So cover her, oh God, as only you can. Heal as only you can heal, oh God. We walk in our healing on this morning, God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for everything that you've done for us this far and what you're yet going to do in us and through us, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you, oh God, that you gave of your only begotten son so that we might be saved, oh God. That when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are new creatures in Christ. All things are passed away, and behold, we have become new creatures in Christ. We are the righteousness of God. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. No matter what our parents did, we are new creatures in Christ. And for that, we say thank you. We thank you, oh God, for marriages on this morning, God. We pray, oh God, that you bind us in love and bind us in unity, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that... Um, there's a covenant in marriage, oh God. We thank you for that covenant, oh God, going all the way back to Abraham, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for our, the people that are in government, oh God. We pray that they will um, have you in on their hearts, oh God, when they make the decisions for our lives, oh God. Because we stand on your 
holy word. We thank you. We honor you. We thank you for clarity on this morning, God. We thank you that you are not misrepresented, oh God, that you are not misunderstood, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We are grateful. We are grateful that we are in a new dispensation. We thank you, God, for the newness in you, God, the freedom that we have in you. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We pray for those that are in the military, oh God, that have went forth and, and stood, oh God, for this country. For that, we say thank you for them, God. We ask your protection over their lives, oh God. Guide them, oh God, in the way in which they should go, God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We pray for our children, oh God, and our grandchildren, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you cover them as they go to school, oh God, on this morning. We ask, oh God, that you cover their minds, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I pray, oh God, that you cover that whatever they're seeing, oh God, in the schools that is not right, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. There's demonic forces everywhere, God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, right now, God, for who we are in you, God. Continue to build us up in our inner man, oh God. Give us a mind to study, to show ourselves approved, oh God. To read our word, oh God. To pray, oh God, in our quiet time, oh God. To turn off the TV, oh God. To fast and pray, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you for our liberty in you, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I pray for my husband, Brother Jeff. Oh, God, I pray, oh God, that he is healed, that he is delivered, that he is set free, that he will walk in that healing on this morning, God. I pray, oh God, for Skyline High School, oh God, and all that is going on, that he will be effective at that school. I pray for my brother, Brother Eric, oh God, who's in the schools, and Juju that's in the schools, and anyone else that is in the school and that is having a positive impact on our children. In the mighty name of Jesus, Sister Denise at Mary College, oh God, and anyone else, oh God, cover them. Let their light shine so others will know that Jesus Christ is Lord. We honor you on this morning, God. We don't take it lightly, God, that we are the righteousness of God. We are above and not beneath. So as we gather together on this morning and take our phones off of mute and pray in our heavenly language, give your name the praise, the glory, and honor. And for those that don't yet have a heavenly glory, Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord, for protecting my dad, Lord. I feel good in my life, Lord. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. It's only because of you that he's still here with me, Lord. So I thank you. God, you know what I'm in need of, Lord. I don't have to ask you, God, because you already know, Lord. You know, Lord, I'm going on the right path, Lord. I'm not doing nothing to the side. I'm going crooked on this path, Lord. They stand straight forward in you, God. Since you told me, Lord, as I said, God, I'm going to give me everything that I need and everything that I want. So I'm saying, Thank you, Father. I'm going to thank you, God. I couldn't do none of this without you, Lord. I couldn't walk this path without you, God. I couldn't do what I do without you, Lord. So I thank you, God. I thank you for everything you do. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Able to bring down souls, 
Bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We honor you on this morning, God. We humble ourselves before you, God. We thank you that you hear us when we pray. Yes, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. On this Amen. morning, God. Amen. And I passed it off. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, that's the end I call. First, I want to thank you, Moses, for the declaration. Thank you, Pretty Patrice, for, for the prayer. And I want to thank everyone for calling in this morning. Also, reminder to, tonight is TNT Bible Study at 7 p.m. Please join us yeah. for the Bible Study tonight. Uh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and close you out. Everyone have a blessed and wonderful day. Uh, we will see you tonight, and uh, also we'll see you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Have a blessed day, everyone. Everybody have a blessed day. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a blessed one. Blessed day.